Welcome. I'm super, super excited that you are here. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever you're listening to this. Hi. (laughs) I'm very, very glad that you are here. Today, we are going to talk about having the faith for miracles, having the faith for miracles. And this is not going to be some, ooh, just do all this stuff. No prosperity gospel here. We're we're looking straight from the scriptures and we're going to look at what Jesus says the connection is between our faith and the miracles that he does. Now, does that mean that all we have to do is believe and not do anything? Absolutely not. We're not talking about that. We're not preaching that, but we are going to look at the connection between faith and miracles. So let's jump in. We have three passages of scripture that we are going to read and look at today. And they're super encouraging for me because it just encourages me to have more faith. One of the things I realized the other day, I was praying to God. I had just finished reading my Bible and I was praying and I have, I set a goal for the month of July to write out my prayers every single day. Now, this is something I I write out my prayers a lot because I don't know about you, but a lot of times I'll be praying and my mind will get super sidetracked. Like I'll be praying for a friend and then I'll be like, man, she looked really cute the other day. Oh my gosh. I wonder where she got her dress. I need to go shopping. And then all of a sudden it's 25 minutes later and I'm like, dang, wasn't I praying, (laughs) you know? And so my mind can get very distracted in praying. And so when I write out my prayers, keeps me focused. It helps me to stay on track. It also gives me a record of what I've been praying praying for so I can remember when I prayed for something and when God answers it. And so I do write out my prayers a lot, but for the month of July, I decided, okay, my goal is to write out my prayers every single day of the month of July. And so I've been doing that. So I was writing out my prayers the other day and I realized that I've been praying for something that I didn't really have the faith that God was actually going to do it. I don't know if you've ever been there before where you're praying for something, but then if God did it, you'd still be surprised. And if we're surprised, that means that we didn't really believe it was going to (laughs) happen. You know, if we're surprised, that's like, whoa, how, how did that get? Well, it happened because you were praying for it and God decided to answer. And so I realized that if God did this, I would be surprised that it would happen. And I didn't really have the faith to believe that what I was praying for was actually going to happen. So I was super convicted on that. And I was like, okay, God, I I need to repent. I need to have, I need to have more faith. Please help me overcome my unbelief, which that is a great scripture to look at. Um, That is not a scripture we're going to look at today, but oh my gosh, that's one of my favorites. But yeah, so we're going to talk about the faith to have miracles. And we're going to start out in Matthew 9, verse 27 through 31. Matthew 9, verse 27 through 31. And it says, as Jesus went from there, two blind men followed him, calling out, have mercy on us, son of David. When he had gone indoors, the blind men came to him and he asked them, do you believe that I am able to do this? Yes, Lord, they replied. Then he touched their eyes and said, according to your faith, let it be done to you. And their sight was restored. Jesus warned them sternly, see that no one knows about this, but they went out and spread the good news about him all over that region. 
Okay, this is awesome. We see here one of the many miracles that Jesus did during his time on earth. And it's really awesome. We can look at and and learn from this passage. Number one, the blind men knew they were blind. And so for us, we have to look in the mirror and be like, okay, do I know that I'm blind? Do I know that I have a need that needs to be healed? Do I know that there are certain things in my character, in my life, in my past, in my future that absolutely are not going to get fixed, healed, go right, whatever, unless I go to Jesus? Because these men knew that they were blind. These men knew that they needed Jesus. And so they called out to them. They went to him. It says, as they were going along, they started following him, calling out, have mercy on us, son of David. So they were calling out to him. And then he went indoors and they came to him. They were following him. And so for us, do we believe that there are certain things in our lives that absolutely need the hand of Jesus. And that is our first act of faith is following him. Because if we are not following him, if we do not believe that there are certain things in our lives that who need him, that we personally as people need him, then we're not going to follow him. And so I love that that's the first step that they were following him. And as they followed him, they were asking him to heal them. And he says, do you believe I am able to do this? And it goes back to what I was just telling you about how I was praying for something. And I realized I really didn't believe that God was going to do it. My problem sometimes is that I know God is able, but do I believe that he will? Like, do I believe in the goodness of God? I may believe in the power of God, but do I believe in the goodness of God to be able to, to actually do what I'm asking him to do. And so a lot of times that can be more so my problem as do you believe that I'm able to do this? No, do you believe that I am willing to do this? And so that is, that's another differentiation. There's uh, another passage. I can't remember the exact scripture at this moment off the top of my head, but Jesus says, I am willing, you know, uh, somebody asks him for a miracle and he says, I am willing. And so we need to believe not only that Jesus is able, but that he is also willing. And so in this passage, Jesus says, do you believe that I am able to do this? Yes, Lord, they replied. And so we got to ask ourselves, do we believe that Jesus is able to do whatever we're asking him to do? Are we able to say that? Yes, Lord, I do. I do believe. After they say, yes, Lord, then he touched their eyes and says, according to your faith, let it be done to you. And their sight was restored. The fact that he said, according to your faith, let it be done for you. And then we see the miracle lets us know that they truly did believe. Because if they would have said, yes, I believe, but then they really didn't believe, then he could have said, according to your faith, let it be done. And we wouldn't have seen anything happen. Why? Because according to their faith, it would have been done. They didn't really believe he could have touched them all he wanted, but it wouldn't have happened. And so I love that he says, according to your faith, let it be done. It shows that they had that true faith. And so for you, if Jesus said this to you at this moment right now, if Jesus said, according to your faith, let it be done, I'm going to do whatever you truly believe that I'm going to do. Would you see miracles in your life? Would you see the things happen that you're praying for? Do you really believe that Jesus is going to do the things that you are praying for? It was funny the other day, maybe 
I don't know, three weeks ago, I went on a encouragement date on a kingdom date with uh, some of my brothers and sisters from church. A kingdom date is just where you take out brothers and sisters and you go on an actual date, but it's not because you're necessarily interested in someone. It's just so that we can encourage each other and get used to dating someone who loves God, right? Uh, you don't have to necessarily be romantically interested in that person, but it's about the practice of dating and the fun of dating and the encouragement of being able to go out with your brothers and sisters in Christ. And so anyway, we we do it all all the time. We do it often in my church. It's really awesome. But we went on an encouragement date. And one of the things we went out to this dope little vegan spot in La Jolla, and it was beautiful. It was right by the beach. And then afterwards, we went to Sunset Cliffs, which is right by there. And we walked around and we prayed. So first we prayed individually. And then we prayed with our date. And initially the challenge was when you're praying individually, pray for something you're asking God for, like he's actually going to answer it. That was the challenge that was given. It's like, okay, in this 15 minutes that you go off and pray by yourself, pray for whatever you're praying for, like God is actually going to say yes. Pray for that. Pray like that. And then when we came back together, it was to pray for the person that you were with, to pray for your date. And so it was really amazing. But I thought, wow, that's super convicting because I should pray all the time. Like, I believe God is going to answer my prayers, right? We should pray all the time. Like, we really trust that God is going to answer us. But do we? But do we? Why why did I need a challenge to pray like God was actually going to say yes? That should be what we're doing on a daily basis. And so when Jesus says, according to your faith, let it be done for you, that's convicting for me because I'm like, okay, if he said this to me right now, would what I'm praying for come true? And so I had to really check my heart on that this week. And I am happy to say that I have repented (laughs) of that. And I do truly believe that God is going to do what I believe he's going to do, that he's going to give me the desires of my heart, that he's going to do what I'm asking him to do according to his will. Now, we'll talk about that at a different time because you can't just up and pray for anything. If it's not against his will, or if it is against his will, then God's not going to give it to you. (laughs) but he does promise the desires of your heart. They just might not look like you think they're going to look. And that is one thing I had a revelation this week. And I was just like, wow, God, like I asked you for this and it doesn't look like I thought it was going to look, but in doing it this way, you're actually giving me the desire of my heart right now. Like, wow, I felt so loved by God. That's just evidence that it doesn't always look how you're, how you think it's going to look. But at the end of the day, God does want to give you the desires of your heart when your first desire of your heart is him. And so that's a whole nother episode. We'll talk about that at a different time. But yeah, God is amazing. And we just really need to have the faith behind what we're asking God for, because Jesus's attitude is like, okay, according to your faith, let it be done. And then they receive their sight. 
Let's go to a scripture that really shows us what our lack of faith can do. Because we're talking about, do we have the faith for miracles? We saw an example of what having the faith looks like. But let's go to Matthew 13, verse 57 and 58, because it's important to not only look at, okay, what does it look like to have the right faith to partake in the miracles of Jesus? But what does it look like not to have the faith? So in Matthew 13, verse 57 through 58, it says, and they took offense at him. But Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor, except in his own town and in his own home. And he did not do many miracles there because of their lack of faith. We see here that Jesus was in his hometown. <laughs> Jesus went to his hometown, and but he couldn't do many miracles. Why? It doesn't say because there weren't enough people. It doesn't say because he was tired, because he was hungry. It doesn't say any of that because God didn't want him to. It didn't say any of that. It says he didn't do many miracles because they lacked faith. And so what we have to realize is that we can see the results of our faith through what God does in our lives through miracles. Like the miracles God is able to do in our lives are evidence of the faith that we have in him. And so it's pretty amazing because on the first example, we see the evidence. But in the second example, we see the lack of evidence. Jesus couldn't do many miracles because they lacked faith. It's not that he didn't want to. And so for us, when we're lacking miracles in our lives, when we're not seeing biblical miracles, when we're not living a life that's like, wow, this was a miracle and this was a miracle, this was a miracle. Like that is how the life, that is the life that we should be living as people who are following Jesus. It doesn't have to be these miraculous things all the time as far as, you know, he parts the Red Sea. Like a lot of times we're looking for miracles like that. Sometimes it's just, a conversation that is the exact answer to what you were praying for. And you're like, oh my gosh, God, you heard my prayer and you sent a conversation that I exactly needed at the exact time. Sometimes you're praying for someone to help you understand the scriptures and then someone comes up to you and asks you to study the Bible. You know, sometimes God brings a relationship into your life that is exactly what you're praying for and needs and that you need to get to the next level. I remember several years ago, I was asking God to send me a friend in church that I could do life with because I had just changed my life for him and I didn't have any like best friends that were also living this God life. And so I asked God to bring me a friend and he sent me Lee. And I was like, wow, that's that's a miracle. I could look at that as by chance. I could look at that as, oh, wow, I have a new friend. But no, that was a miracle because God answered the prayer that I was praying for. And so do we have our eyes open for the miracles of God? Are we looking for them enough to see them? Do we believe enough to see different things as miracles of God? That's what I love here is Jesus makes it very clear that he, he didn't do miracles because of their lack of faith. And so if we're not having miracles happen, we need to check our faith and then we need to check our vision (laughs) because our faith is probably lacking because then he's not able to do miracles, but our vision might be lacking as well because we're not seeing them. We're not seeing the things happening in our lives as true miracles of God. So let's move on to our last scripture and that is James 1 verse 6 through 8. And let me tell (laughs) y'all, I was reading this scripture the other day and it came from my entire life. Like it came came from my life. And I was like, oh, oh, why, Jesus? Why did you why did you have to come for me like that? But it's a it's a dope scripture. So I want to share it with you guys. It's James one, six through eight. And it says, 
But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. Wow. (laughs) Oh my gosh. This scripture, this scripture is fire. Like I love this scripture, but it really did come from my life because I realized there's sometimes where <laughs> there's sometimes where I can feel a bit unstable where I'm like I'm crazy right now. I'm going from here to here to here to here. Like, what am I doing? Why am I so crazy? And it's not that I am crazy. It's not that I am, you know, there's something wrong with me. It's the fact that faith-wise, I'm going between faith in God, faith that God will do things, faith that God's plan is the best, faith in in God, period. And then doubt between, well, what if he doesn't? Well, what happens if? Well, oh my gosh, what if I mess it up? What if I, what if I, what if I, what? Like, and so when you're going back and forth between faith and doubt and faith and doubt and faith and doubt, that's why you're unstable. (laughs) That's why you're unstable. And it says you're like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. I don't know the last time you went to the beach, but I live in San Diego and I go to the beach a lot. And so I get to watch the waves and the waves are always going back and forth. They're always tossing back and forth the waves we doing a lot. And sometimes I can feel like that. Sometimes I can feel like that, but it's because of my doubt. It's because I am going back and forth. I'm being tossed back and forth by the waves of life between faith and doubt. And God here is telling us, no, like when you ask for something, you have to believe and not doubt. Believe that it will be given to you. And in this context, he's talking about wisdom But this goes for anything. When we ask God for something, we have to believe that he's going to give it to us. And even if now there are certain things that we do ask God for and it is not promised. It's just something that we would like to have. And in that case, we do need to believe that God will give it to us. But we also need to believe, more importantly, that at the end of the day, God's plan is the best plan and that he will give us the desires of our heart according to his will. But the closer you get to God, the more your will will start to match his will. And then what does he do? He gives you his will. And that is the desires of your heart. And so you can tell as you continue to walk with God, your desires will get closer and closer to what he wants. And then he has no problem giving you the desires of your heart because the desires of your heart match the desires of his heart. But we have to believe that as we continue to walk with him, that he will answer our prayers. We got to stop going back and forth between faith and doubt, faith and doubt, faith and doubt, because that's when we will feel absolutely unstable. And ladies, I don't know about you, but an unstable woman, when I am not (laughs) stable, listen, I be having all kind of emotional outbursts, emotional breakdowns, existential crises. (laughs) I'm like, oh my gosh, what is going on? (laughs) You know? No, that is, it's not a, it's not a vibe. It's not a look, right? And so this is a very, very important scripture because anytime you are feeling unstable. Anytime you are going back and forth between faith and doubt, that's that's why you're feeling unstable. And it says such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. And this is key because if you are struggling with faith in one area, 
it is going to affect every other area of your life. You cannot isolate your doubt to one area of your life. If you're doubting God in one area, you're going to doubt God in every area. Because why? It says they are unstable in all they do. And so we have to recognize the second we see doubt, the second we see doubt in any area of our lives, we got to be like, okay, I, how do I, how do I build my faith? I, I got to build my faith in this area because this is not, this is not okay. Because when I have doubt in this area, it's gonna, it's gonna affect every other area of my life. And, and I can't be unstable. I can't be back and forth. I can't be tossed like a wave in the wind in everything I do. I can't afford that because how am I supposed to live this life of purpose and and walk with God confidently if I am unstable and tossed back and forth by the waves of this world? Nah, bruh, I can't do it. How do I build my faith? How can I build my faith? How can I go back to God? How can I doubt my doubts? I remember listening to a poet. His name is uh, Joseph Solomon. And he says, doubt your doubts. That was so profound. He's like, okay, yeah, you feel doubt, but doubt your doubts. Don't doubt your faith. Don't doubt your God. Don't doubt his character or his ability. No, doubt your doubts. And so that was really, really encouraging to me. And so I want to encourage you today with that. We have to have the faith for miracles. According to your faith, let it be done for you. That is what Jesus says. He also says he cannot do miracles when there is lack of faith. Did you know that you can limit God by your faith? Little old us, (laughs) as small and insignificant as we are in the grand scheme of the universe, we can limit the God of the universe through our faith because that's the way he's chosen to do it. That's the way he's chosen to do it. And so for us, the challenge is to not be tossed back and forth between faith and doubt, to be stable, to let nothing move us and to be stable on our belief in who God is and what he will do. And that way we will be stable and not unstable in all we do. So that's our message for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. It was so, so great to have you. I just love sharing God's word with you and I really really appreciate you tuning in and you being here to to listen and to learn with me as we are going through the scriptures and going through this life together with God. I really, really appreciate it. And yeah, have a great week, a great weekend, (laughs) and I will see you next week. Bye.